Welcome to the No Budget Indie Filmcast, where we dip into the independent film universe to highlight those little films that you might not have heard about elsewhere. Will you agree with our panel, or will our panel agree with each other? Tune in to find out. I am Milo Dennison, and joining me as always is Claire Milan. Hello. And Cahal Feeney. Hello. If you are watching us, you might notice our backdrops have a Blade Runner theme to them. That is because we watched Blade Runner... Oops, I went off the page here. Blade Runner Blackout 2022. So this is an animated short that came out in 2017 prior to Blade Runner 2049, the movie. But since this takes place in 2022, I thought it's 2022. So why not watch this and see how accurate it is? And it turns out not very accurate at all. It's written and directed by Shinjiro Watanabe, which I'm probably butchering his name. He's pretty well known, actually, in the animated universe. He did the Animatrix uh, that they did in conjunction with the the Matrix movies. And they kind of did the same thing in those movies where they had some animation that came out in between, I think it was the second and third or first and second. I don't remember which one. And that's pretty much what this is as well. So the idea is this takes place between the original Blade Runner movie and the Dennis Fahoulier movie and kind of tells you a little story. I know it's Dennis Villeneuve for everybody watching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, the movie or the, the animated short tells the story of a couple of synths, synthetics? What are they called in this? Replicants, is it replicants? Replicants, there we go, thanks. (laughs) So uh, this follows some replicants. Basically the scenario is the word has got it. There's a database that was created. It has a list of replicants on it. And the humans are basically going and finding the replicants and killing them. And so what a couple of replicants decide to do is to you know, explode a warhead, do an EMP explosion kind of thing that causes database to be erased in order to get all their information out of the system so that replicants can actually be out in public again without worrying about being killed by the humans. So it's got a lot of nice animation in it with the animation style. We do get an Edward J. James almost cameo who reprises his character from the original movie. So that's kind of cool if you're a fan of his. And um, yeah, it's nicely animated. There's um, not a whole lot of story to it, but I don't think there really needs to be. I think they're just kind of giving you a teaser before you watch the new movie. Although you probably might've already watched it because it came out like four years ago. Do you know what? I've never seen any Blade Runners. None of them? None of them. Not even the original? Not not the director's cut or the original cut or the remaster? Nothing. (laughs) So I don't know anything about Blade Runner. Oh. So I'm coming from like a total newbie person and because um, I was a bit lost. So I was like, oh, what's this about? I actually watched it twice and was still very lost. But um, the one thing I can appreciate is the animation and the atmosphere they've created. Um, yeah, it seems to lack in story. It's like a, um, a kind of a um, test of concept kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I just I did appreciate all the the yeah the, the animation, the atmosphere, the stories and even the way they talk it's a certain way they do as you know style or something very something like noir nearly describe it as but um yeah i just was a little bit lost because again if i'd seen the films i would understand a little more so uh I, yeah it's hard for me to follow <laughs> so. 
Well, I'm I, missing out. Am I? Yeah. Well, I, I, I saw Blade Runner a long time ago. Um, and I, I can't really, really remember much about it. Uh, I do remember being a little bit underwhelmed because you know, it was so much talked about it. Oh my God, Blade Runner. And uh, I think I was expecting more or something different. Um, I probably should revisit it. Uh, and I haven't seen the, the latest one either. I'm, I'm, I'm in a kind of a situation where I'll, I don't want to watch the latest one until I've seen the earlier one again. Um, but as regards this film, yeah, like it was, it was, it was fine. Uh, I, 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 a bit with you, Claire. I mean, I didn't, I think I just learned more about what was happening from Milo now than yeah. uh, from watching <laughs> exactly. the film. And like, that, oh, so that's what they were doing. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I did. I didn't. I only watched it once, and uh, I, I, I can say, okay. So you have these sort of half human, half robot, or whatever you call it, cyborgs, and then you have humans, and then you have this big bad corporation, and it's this sort of used overused dystopian kind of look. Everything's uh, very dark and nihilistic, and you know the. Yeah, the characters have these exaggerated features, and uh, it was it was entertaining enough, but it wasn't wasn't anything that would that would make me want to watch an an hour long or an hour and a half long version of it or or shorter. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was well done, well animated, you know, because action sequences and all the rest. But don't really have much else to say about it. You know what's weird? I think it's more for fans of the films. Because for myself and Carl, <laughs> well, I don't know anything about Blade Runner and Carl said it years ago. So we're not fans, you know, and it's, it's kind of like if you're a massive fan of the films, you'd, you'd know it and understand it and love it. But I, I was so lost because I even watched it twice. I was like, maybe it was just me, you know, <laughs> but obviously it wasn't because Carl felt the same. It's it's very, there's not, there's not much exposition really in it. Like, so everything ha- there's a lot of, it's very short and everything's very, happens very quickly. Uh, and if if you kind of zone out for a second, you kind of lose you lose track, and then uh, this is yeah. one film that more exposition could work. You know, it's it's good way normally we talk about just there's too much exposition in films, but this one we need more of it. Can I ask you, Milo? Actually, like you you picked that up from the film, or did you have any prior knowledge, or was that just just from that one watch you you figured out? Uh, well, I mean, I've seen the films. So, uh, so I did get kind of where they were going with this. So maybe that did help, but they do say like in the beginning, the text on the screen kind of gives you a little bit of what's going on there. Uh, I agree. I, I think it could have done from some additional exposition at the hands of the characters in the film. In the original Blade Runner, they actually had Harrison Ford do voiceover for it. And um, he didn't like it and uh, Ridley Scott didn't like it. So in the later editions, they removed that. But in this, I think it might've actually worked if they had done some type of a voiceover thing from one of the characters to help, to help, especially for yeah people that haven't seen the movie or haven't seen the movie in a long time. You guys are absolutely right. This is clearly a fan service animated short made for fans of the films. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And uh, the director, he he did, um, he's done a bunch of stuff. Like he did an animated series called Samurai Champloon, I think is what it was called, something like that. 
uh, that's really good. He's done a lot of really good stuff. Um, and it's, it's, it's similar in style, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much here for anyone who's not a fan of Blade Runner. The thing with Blade Runner is like, if you want watch the film, you guys, the first one, and you'll be amazed at how much you've seen since then that has been influenced by, by Blade Runner. Like you will Mm -hmm. see like that dystopian, overly techie sci-fi future world in so many films after watching this film or the original film um the second film i think is pretty good too which is amazing because i'm not a ryan gosling fan but i think it works for that for him because he plays a replicant so basically he plays a robot which is his acting style anyways so i think it actually works as a ryan gosling film (laughs) he's he's good at playing a robot so like with blade runner the 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 forerunner of all these these kind of futuristic kind of bleak uh, landscapes yeah i'm sure there's you could say there's stuff that's been before it all the way to um, Metropolis in some way, but um, I, I, I would argue, and I think a lot of people do that a lot of stuff since this movie has really been like, um, uh, I can't even think of some of them at the moment. The first one I keep thinking is fifth element, but um, in, in regards to the flying cars and the densely packed cities and that stuff, that's more of a comical take on it. I think yeah. um, dark world, yeah. maybe. All the Batman films, okay. Yeah, the new Batman Batman feel. And talking about Batman, Batman is out soon enough and apparently it's supposed to be amazing. So he says getting so sick of superhero movies. But this is different. It's kind of funny. I had had a discussion with my friend there. It's even darker than the last (laughs) one. You know what? I I don't like super film I don't like super movie superhero films, but I love Batman. No. Like it's just something different about Batman. I don't know what it is. It's just something. It's a darkness, sir. There's something, an edge to him I just love. Yeah. So I'm a huge Batman fan. So maybe Blade Runner is the film for you then? Maybe it is. Maybe it could be a massive fan, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, I think it comes from Metropolis, that, that old silent film. Yeah, oh, that's what I was saying. Metropolis, maybe it, it is. Metropolis it, is it, the origin. Is, yeah, because they have the kind of, yeah, the dystopian feel of that as well. Yeah. Because the more you go back in film history, the more influences you see. It's fascinating. Yeah. But yeah. I, no, I'd re- I, I really enjoyed the first, Bre- the original Blade Runner, Runner. And if you're a movie person, I think it's worth watching. And to consider when it was made and the quality of the special effects are absolutely amazing. When was we, it should, we, should, we should challenge ourselves next time we're doing a kind of a, a futuristic review to try and do it without using the word dystopian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Can we find something that takes place in the future that's not dystopian? Yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah. <laughs> was the original made was it made in the 80s or uh the original blade runner yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay and back then they wouldn't have had massive like special effects or anything really i'm gonna Maybe. guess 83 god but All i right. could be wrong on that let's look it up it's amazing. it was interesting as well like back in the 80s that that they looked upon the 2020s you know like this is going to be this mad future, like flying cars and everything. And it's the same with Black to the Future as well. That uh, we think about it, like when we were back in the day and we, I never knew like we'd have iPads and, you know, taking pictures in your phone and that would have been crazy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, the way technology has flying cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I suppose from the perspective people were looking at it, say if, if you take the moon landing and go back, 40 years 
you know, the advancement in technology was pretty, you know, amazing. So uh, our 50 years, like from 69, from 70, like 1920, you know. But I mean, to sort of go from, you know, just seeing like man fly barely kind of be, being, being discovered and then landing on the moon, you know. So like, okay, this is what we've done 50 years. So imagine what it'd be like in another 50 years. Yeah, imagine. Well, this is it. This is, this is another 50 years now, Claire. <laughs> I know. It's true. <laughs> And yeah. probably still won't have flying cars. Uh, I looked it up. It came out in 1982. The first okay. Oh. I was very close. So, like that's early, like, you know what I mean? Early for this kind of. Special effects. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the special effects are really good. Did you guys watch Altered Carbon on Netflix? It was a Netflix series. Oh, okay. Well, it also looks a lot like Blade Runner. It's, yeah, trying to find a reference that you guys have seen. But oh, you guys no. need to watch more sci-fi. I know. Many art house independent Irish films. <laughs> okay, should we rate it then? Okay. I'll go first then. Uh, three stars. Okay. Would you say so for three, me, two? I, three? Three stars, yeah. Three I won't stars. say anything. Nothing else to say. Three stars. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I didn't quite understand it, but I really appreciate it. And it is a fan film, but for me, it's a three stars as well. Uh, I'm with you guys. I like the Blade Runner movies and I think it's a decent fan film, but there just wasn't much to it. So three stars. Well, no budget film cast audience. Uh, if you've seen this, let us know what you think at no budget show on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or leave us a comment. We're kind of in the middle of the road on it. And um, there you go. So I guess we'll say, see you next time and goodbye. But. But. <laughs>